What up, what up, what up? Welcome back. Another episode brought to you by Vaughn Custom Sports between two posts, Kyle and Ev. Um, how you doing? I'm pretty dog. Uh, I can't swear, but I'm pretty bad, man. I Wait, uh, bad? Not good? The running? Not, yeah, not good. Well, no, I was I was on a 60-day program, day 7 of 60 yesterday. And yep. I run the same route every week, so pretty standard. Um, and I was running, and this time I wasn't looking down where I should have been looking down. <laughs> and uh, this pine cone assaulted me. Man. So in stride, I put like all my weight on this pine cone, and it half of it like collapsed to the outside of my foot. And I rolled my ankle so Oof. hard, I've never been in more pain from Did like you go rolling. down. Yeah, like not where I slammed the ground, but like it hurt so bad where like yeah. my left leg kind of like collapsed, and I I laid down, and then I look behind me and I see oh I stepped on a pine cone. So not only am I in pain, I was having trouble walking today still, but I'm very very embarrassed that I stepped on a pine cone. So. So you're gonna you're gonna have to put the sixty days on hold. Oh yeah, it's definitely on hold because um, we're getting roller back together and we're getting the pedal league, which is the greatest uh, men's roller hockey draft league, whatever you want to call okay. it, in the U.S. It's coming back no, no, together in in like Michigan, maybe in the world, right? in the world. Yep, I've I've never heard of it. Yep, not too many people have, but okay. you know, it's that's what makes it the best. It's one of those low okay. key spots. It's like a cool yeah. bar spot, you know, when you're downtown and you're kind of rolling around and you're in Tampa and you're like, oh, like you guys ever hear that spot? It's like the back alleyway, and then you sneak in and it's really cool. It's one of those things, you know. Okay. Okay. So, but that's about it, man. What's new with you? Uh painting. Finally, we we got a pretty busy schedule, so it's it's going. It's a lot more fun. Hey, we got to give a shout out. Uh, you're doing a match for Vermont. Shout out uh, Tyler Harmon, Luke Nestor. Nasty, what's up? Big yeah, listeners. Nesting big, bird. <laughs> nesting bird. Big fans of the pod. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm excited. We'll we'll get that one posted out there. It's a Vaughn mask, so we'll get that shared on the platforms. Absolutely. Get it to the media. But uh, in other words, news and hockey, not too much, right? Yeah, not much has changed. Phase two started. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of optimistic to see guys practicing, but it's still frustrating. You know, I think there's still a long way to go, and everybody knows it. So, wait, uh, wait. Did you see the clip of Evgeny Malkin making a big Mark Andre Fleury style chest save? Yeah, I saw him hurt himself doing it. <laughs> well, that's what I, I don't understand. He was trying to play goalie, and then the guy shot the puck, and then he like winced. Like, you, dude, you got nothing on your face. You got a half shield. What, what do you, you think is going to happen? Yeah. How did you think that scenario was going to play out? But in a couple clips later, the Pens uh, posted our boy Matt Murray ripping around out there, so that was pretty sweet. I was Actually, gonna- while, we're, while we're on the topic, I NHL posted something. I don't know if other people got rattled. I was pretty rattled. They did a redraft. Doesn't take uh, much to rattle it, you, though. So, no, but this was like pretty frustrating. I think the whole goalie world would be pretty frustrated. But the NHL experts, as they call them, they did a redraft of uh, I, I don't remember what year it would have been. The year Flurry got drafted, and Flurry went first overall. And in the redraft that the NHL experts did, they had him going like seventeenth or something, or like seven. It was something ridiculous, and they had like Getzlav and like all these guys ahead of him. It, I don't know. It's pretty frustrating because um, flurry panned out pretty well. I would say, you know, three cups and still a all-star goaltender in the national hockey league, like 20 years later. 
So, and I think that's the key point there. So you like, obviously you got the cups, you got the rings, you got the championships. So that really speaks for itself. Right. But then you throw into the mix, the fact that he's still playing and he's, he's still not one of the, he's one of the best in the league. Still, Exactly. He's not a guy that's caught in a position where you think like, Oh, like he's a number two. He's a good leader. He's a veteran. Like, no, this guy's going out and winning games. Like he's still a dominant number one and that's you know, what, starting goaltender. That's what doesn't make sense to me is because like how much more could you want out of like a, a goaltender draft pick? I mean, if to me, if it, if it, if you have the chance to take Flurry again at number one, I'm doing it a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. So, now, as Shep would say, I'm gonna waffle on this Hunter Shepard. Okay. And on the waffle side, like when you look at a draft now, though, Kyle, do you see a lot of goalies going number one and panning out? No, because you no. need a goal scorer. You need you know because you need a guy that can play. But, exactly. But so, with that being said, I would still credit Mur or uh, not Murray. Sorry. I would still credit Mark Andre Fleury going first as a that's a solid friggin' pick. So well yeah, but also I think that on the disrespect level, though, of like some of the guys they put ahead of him. Like um, But I think it's just the mentality that people have. I think, you know, you, you you don't need a goalie in the first, you know, first overall, I think. But Yeah, I don't know. I mean Who is number one? Who they put as number one in that list? Did you see it? Yeah, I was okay with it. They put Bergeron as number one. Okay, and that's so, a legit pick. So I'm okay with that. But at the same time, like I've, I feel like there were a lot of other guys who had no business being ahead of him. So I think just as a goaltender, it hurts because I feel like it's already kind of a not as – highly credited as it should here's the list i got it up here so bergeron they had at one but in here they have uh suitor ryan suitor going four Getzlav at what? three what yeah Shea, they have shea weber on five i mean okay he's he is a first rounder but i don't know at five that's what i'm saying they bumped so they bumped flurry down to seven and the two through six are who's six who's six Brent Burns. Uh, okay. Okay. I don't then, think I think Flurry's still better than him. Like, yeah. Still, no, for sure. Much drives much more of an impact player, but Brent Burns has had a very long and lasting career, like Flower. With that being said, who's yeah, number no, eight? And I'm, I'm just not, curious. I'm not like I'm not completely knocking on him because even at six, like that's fine. But man, to put Getzlav, Suter, and Weber ahead of Flurry, that's very that's, highly questionable. Yeah. But who's number eight? Joe Pavelski. Mm, okay, that's a tough one, Jumbo Joe. But you know what? That's why they're that's why they work at like NHL Network and they're not real GMs because they don't know what they're doing. I got a good hockey question for you. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the promotion of the gamers, like the NHL gamers? You know what I'm talking about, like Nasher and those guys. Yeah. Um. I mean, I get, I get, I understand with what's going on right now because, you know, they couldn't play. You got to try and produce content. Well, why don't we have like hockey players pro, play the pro gamers? But like, what are your thoughts on like the Nasher and all those other clowns? Per I think personally, I could care less. I don't, I don't think I would ever in my life like sit down and watch one of them play. But at the same time, it's, it's a, it's to grow the game. It's like publicity. They're kind of the, I guess say they're one of the sports that's 
one of the four major sports that are kind of partnering with gaming and try to get some pull from them, I guess. Um, yeah, it's a new avenue. So it's a, yeah, exactly. They're they're kind of trying something that not too many people have tried. So I'll give them credit for that. But I'm I don't really see how it's gonna grow into much more than what it is now. You so know? here's here's this isn't a hot take, but here's my thoughts on things. Like every time I see them promoting him or talking about him, and then they put him on the ice and he's like skating, I'm like, man, this is worth worse than like Justin Bieber and Sean Mendes. Like either A, I'm skating out and I'm gonna body this guy, or B, he's not scoring a goal. Like yeah, so- first the Nasher, I'd put I'd put my house and everything that I have in the bank, which isn't much compared to the people we interview, you know, but like, yeah, I'd so, risk it all. So I'll say that while we're on the topic is that the video game parts is fine, but I have seen the videos where they'll like put them on the ice and it's like, he know your role, you know, you're stick you to might the joystick. Be, you might, he might be the best video hockey game player ever, but he sucks at like real hockey, you know, stick to the, stick to the keyboard. Stick to the keyboard, bud. Um, with that being said, uh, we got a guy who I consider a legend from uh, the Beast Lansing, East Lansing, Michigan State. You heard of it. Big Ten uh, school. Actually, going back to the CCHA soon, maybe. I don't know. But uh, Jake Hildebrand, uh, what do you think a real, here, Kyle? Real hockey player. Real hockey player. Real, real hockey player. Big time goalie. What do you think? Oh, uh, I mean, from what I could hear, unfortunately, had some spotty reception, but... Uh, it was pretty sweet, and I think we mentioned it before. It was actually our first ever interview um, back when we like er- dropped the first ever like between two post name, and uh, we you know we were still working on getting a couple of the kinks out. So figuring out cool our craft—that's to- what it was. We were exactly. polishing it off, perfecting it. Yep, and uh, so it was cool to kind of reconnect. And obviously, I think when we first talked to him, like coronavirus wasn't a thing. So. Um, like he was still in season and so it was kind of crazy to he's definitely chilled out a little bit more i think he's taken more of a enjoyable stance <laughs> where he's at right now just getting to relax baby sometimes exactly. we need a little downtime but you know what i wanted to ask you and we'll probably cut this but did you know you know how you had bell bad cell service yesterday yeah brutal i guess there was a big attack like on internet networks in the u.s I that could be true. dude i could not hear anything. what service do you have verizon oh see ria has t-mobile slash metro pcs but all of the major things all the major networks were attacked via i don't know scumbags like you yeah. know hackers or something and it shut down like a lot of internet and wi-fi because i couldn't understand why i couldn't get on the wi-fi dude, in my house but my that makes was so working. much sense because i literally couldn't like open instagram or like any like yeah. it just nothing no they work. shut down all the major networks and social media platforms it was wild that, ex- that explains a lot so, okay with that being said for all the listeners if uh you, you wonder why kyle's a little choppy you know that's why but the show must go on and uh here's jake hildebrand between two posts today Hailing from the beautiful city of Butler, Pennsylvania. Coming in at a very solid, very handsome six foot and one and a quarter inches. <laughs> Jake Hildebrand. Jake, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Oh, just dandy. We're great. We're doing great. Couldn't uh, be better. Kyle, you, you seem really ecstatic. Where are you at in the world right now? Oh, I'm 
just chilling at a beach, but uh, life's okay. Tough life. For for everyone that doesn't know, Kyle's on a little island hanging out at a beach house and uh, enjoying Florida weather, so tough oh, life. Where are you guys at? Where are you guys at? Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. Jake's in beautiful Garden City, and I'm in the uh, the well-known city of Macomb Township, so, you know. Macomb, yeah. Well, you guys, is that near? I heard about the flood or whatever. Is that close to you guys? No. Not even close. No. Uh, no yeah, but by me hopefully uh i hope all those people do okay and uh the city of midland finds a way to bounce back but in lighter news we got jake hildebrand here uh we're very 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 fortunate for him to uh take some time to join us for a second time because little does anyone know jake was our very first ever run through on an interview and uh it wasn't awful but uh where we are today as podcasters is very very different from where we were a time before but absolutely <laughs> a story that we have to hit on first that i gotta ask you jake is we talked a little bit about last time guys were getting called out of retirement to fill the bench and as i thought about that more and more i'm like is that is that a frequent thing does that happen a lot like go through that situation a little bit for the listeners i've got some pretty funny stories with that um well this past season we have kind of a Kalamazoo, Michigan State connection. We've had quite a few MSU guys come down to Kalamazoo. Sometimes it's after their senior year when they're still around taking classes. And, you know, I, I think myself, Sorensen, and uh, Brennan Sanford were there last year, and we all were Sparties. So, uh, but this year we needed a forward. Uh, played, played with Matt Berry for three years at MSU, and uh, we needed a guy. We called him, and he was looking to play some games too. So, and we were playing against Fort Wayne, obviously, in our league. It's pretty physical, and Fort Wayne's known for their physicality. And uh, Bear plays one shift. Uh, I think it was like a 20-second shift. He hopped off, and his, his second shift he came on for like four minutes into the game. He gets buried into the bench, like over the boards into the bench, and then it's just he's, he's done for the rest of the night. So that was, that was a quick one. And then a few other times, like when you're on the road and – I don't know, some of the low-budget teams don't like to call guys up. Uh, they'll just, you know, dress a hurt guy and have him sit on the bench so you have body. I remember one time, I can't remember if it was, I was playing in, I think I was playing for Tulsa, and we had, I want to say four or five defensemen dressed, but I think one of them, one of them was hurt. So we only had four actually healthy defensemen. One of them took a penalty, and the other one took a puck to the face. And we were on a full two-minute penalty kill with only two D-men. But the D on the ice didn't realize it. So the one guy comes to the bench to, like, change. And everybody's like, no, you got to stay out there, man. <laughs> so he has to go skate back out. But there's, uh, I don't know, there's been a few wild wild times with, you know, guys just meeting you, meeting you somewhere, playing a game, and then heading out. Or, I mean, like, emergency backup goalies. So it's kind of funny how it works out. Well, anything to keep the boys rolling, right? You got to get the game on. Uh, the show's got to go on, right? I mean, you got to play. So you just find a way to less guys or, you know, have somebody fill in. And uh, I mean, a lot of guys have done pretty well. Just I, I think it's their lungs that hurt them only playing. <laughs> if they're forward, they're only three line. So you got to play 15, 20 minutes a night. And when you're not used to that, it's pretty tough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with that being said, though, were you playing in the game? when you guys got knocked down to basically two guys that could play defense? No, I was on, I was on the bench. Oh, <laughs> you were just, you, you were laughing the whole time. <laughs> and they're next to the guys watching it all unfold. And we were, 
<laughs> so get back out there, man. Man, you should have you should have taken the pads off and dressed up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like to. I don't skate too well. I feel like I don't know if I'd be able to keep up. <laughs> Come on, you know you know a thing or two about eating pucks, right? <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to get hit. <laughs> <laughs> You're not out there. Oh, you mean like by the body? But you'll block shots. Probably yeah, be pretty good at that. Like as a goalie, I feel like if I was a a player, I'd be a goal scorer. I think every goalie thinks that way. But I mean, all, <laughs> so, the, all the lessons I've given and pucks I've shot, I feel like I could find a way to score a few. Total skill guy, right? Yeah. So, well, I'm not playing any. Defense. See, if you brought back the long hair and everything, you brought back the flow, full beard, you'd definitely be a skill guy. Yeah. I, well, I haven't got a haircut in like four months, so I, I was actually looking to get one today, but there's nothing every haircut land right now for sure yeah. for sure yeah, it's been a tough one out here getting those quarantine cuts um but hildy <laughs> now you've been in kalamazoo um for a little while now we're going into our summer and you know the season's obviously ended but things will be coming up for next year we'll figure thing where that ends up for the next season but you've been in kalamazoo for a little bit what's your favorite part of the city um probably probably the breweries yeah probably. <laughs> Kalamazoo is pretty well known. <laughs> um, the one, what's the one downtown Bells? Uh, that's probably my favorite one. They have, uh, and then they have they have Oberon Day, um, which is always fun. And then they have some live music down there as well. So it's kind of you get a little bit of everything. And there's a few different places down there. Um, so that's probably my favorite part. Wait, um, Oberon's out of Kalamazoo too? Yep. No way! Yep. Wow, I, I, so you got a couple heavy hitters there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I think there's like eight or nine breweries within like the area. So it's, it's pretty cool. And then, uh, what's it called? Does the two hearted, right? Bells. Uh, is it bells that does two hearted? Yeah. yeah. Bells, the yeah. two hearted. They won like a lot of awards for that beer. Yeah. No, it's a great beer. A <laughs> little, little overrated for me. I don't get into the whole hoppy, like grassy taste, but you know, I, I can respect it. It's a good flavor and everything. They got a bunch of different ones out there. You know what? Yeah. Actually, I like a lot of the stouts. Oh, no, I, I can't do those. I, I, I've honestly, I was never really a craft beer guy. I was more like the, the boring domestic Bud Light. But ever since moving to Kalamazoo, I've been there for uh, the two years now, and I've gotten a little bit more crafty with them. So I'll try anything. For sure. For sure. Um, so now outside of Kalamazoo, another interesting city you're from or you had played in was Tulsa. What was that like? The hockey or the city? The city the city um it was it wasn't bad like it, it, it had a nice downtown um it was a little artsy like i don't know how to call it yeah probably artsy would be the right word and some interesting places downtown it had actually had a lot of good food spots really yeah that was one of my favorite things when i was down there like like you got some good barbecue um and then obviously like they had like the good specialty pizza places and kind of a little bit of everything so i enjoyed going down there and uh uh, there's a there's a few spots right by the rink and the, the rink actually is unbelievable there um, basically an nhl arena like huge glass front eighteen thousand feet or eighteen thousand seats like wow. it was very very high end but it didn't have warm water in the shower so that was that was pretty tough <laughs> even on the home side even on the home side you would uh you'd sit there and it would be like warm for 30 cold for 30 so you would just like hop in the shower get warm and then once it started getting cold you'd stand next to the shower for like 30 seconds to wait till it got warm again hmm. 
So do you, at that point, do you guys have like an Excel sheet of charts and like, okay, like Hildy's in at this time, we'll give him two minutes and then you rotate with the other goalie? Well, I really, I really thought, uh, I thought I figured out the shower. So I had my one shower that I always went to, but I, I don't think. <laughs> you just, uh, you take the white tape and put Hildy over it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I spent a lot of time, a lot of time in the showers. Actually, I, I'm a big morning shower guy. Once you get to the rink to wake you up. That's the only way to get going, right? Yeah. You hop in the shower, wake up a little bit, grab your coffee and get a workout in. Absolutely. Now, speaking of the coast, uh, one of the few things that I still don't think hockey fans across the, uh, the country or the world know, the ECHL is famous for the blue posts, right? The BPHL, the Blue Post Hockey League. <laughs> the BPHL. <laughs> That's a first for me. Um, with the with the blue post, what are your thoughts on that? Does that throw you off at all? Like now you're kind of reading it differently. It's a little weird, and then you get blue on your sticks and your pads. The this this the pads and the sticks are probably the weirdest part. Um, obviously, I don't really notice it since it's behind me, and like okay. kind of we we use red red post during practice. It's like a regular net during practice, and then the blue post in the games. And I mean, you kind of just don't really recognize it, honestly. And I don't know. You'd have to ask a shooter. Maybe they especially the guys that are you know going back and forth the american league and they see red posts up there so could could mess with them a little bit but i don't notice it too much i mean you don't ever have to look back because you're not pulling pucks out of the net so <laughs> a few here and there <laughs> <laughs> when i played in indy uh it was in in indiana insurance or indiana farmers coliseum so it was like farmers insurance so they had blue posts but they they didn't use like the blue that all the other uh teams do in the league and they didn't have Geico because of the, the farmer's Coliseum. So they, it was like them. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't do the, uh, the advertising on the post. Wow. A little rivalry hitting up between insurance agencies. That's how we get spice in the BPHL. Huh? BPHL. <laughs> the coat, the coast is really just a war ground for like insurance agencies. That's all it is. Most than any other league I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah what what have you got that you've heard throughout the, the time you've been there the every cent helps league <laughs> <laughs> i've heard i've heard like the cheddar the cheddar yeah the, the the some people call it the e but that's kind of a weird nickname i don't really trying to follow up with the a there i i feel it it's it's kind of it's kind of cool it's got a little flavor there yeah um but we we are we touched on tulsa here but there's a infamous man from the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. You had him as an equipment manager. I got to ask, what's your favorite story about Aaron Latchford? I think he, uh, I was a, I was a bottom bunk guy and he was, uh, on the floor and we had another guy on the, uh, on the bottom on this next to him. And I, I mean, like when you're riding the bus for a while, like sometimes the hygiene gets pretty poor. And uh, he was breathing on me one morning and I just, you know, it was a bad breath day for him. And <laughs> I think I had to shut my curtain. I couldn't take it anymore, but a lot of good latch stories. He's a, uh, he's a good guy. For those that don't know, he was in a, he used to be an equipment manager that worked uh, amongst several leagues, such as the North American hockey league, the United States hockey league, and then finally the uh, East coast hockey league. But uh, latch, he's an interesting fella and he gets around and he loves the game. Yeah. I think uh, I think he's having a baby now. I think I saw that. That's awesome for him. That's huge. That's huge. Now, we talked a little bit 
last time, and I know you're you're a pretty big cook guy. So Hildy, I wanted to see if you were ever going to end up on a cooking show, which one would you want to be on? Or maybe I don't have it listed here, but these were just kind of off the top of my head. There's Master Chef, Guys Grocery Games, and Hell's Kitchen. I've seen Hell's Kitchen before. Um, there was another show. I actually can't remember. I haven't watched too many cooking shows. Um, I did watch one the other day. It was like you competed against a chef. Like it was like the ma- you competed against the master chef. Is that master chef where you compete against a guy and then the judges judge to see if you were better than him or not? Was that Iron Chef? I can't remember what it was, but I thought it was pretty cool. I would have wanted to be on that one. Okay. No. It was on Netflix, I believe. so with that being said when you if you won did you continue to move forward and you were like the new iron chef honestly uh, i don't know because my question to you would be if you were on any of those shows how long do you or how far do you think you would make it would you be like make it for the first couple weeks would you try and like sewer some of the other cooks and be like you know establish yourself as alpha i think you have to at, at that point doing anything anything and everything you can yeah you're not you're not friends with them like you're you're there to win i think i think as long as the people like good tasting food it's not always the healthiest food it's a good tasting food that i dominate (laughs) so give us an example of what not healthy but good tasting food would be from you uh well like (laughs) last night i didn't i didn't cook last night i ordered out but i made dessert so i made like a, my famous cookie skillet in like the cast iron oh, oh come on awesome ice there too and so that's my go-to either the cookie or the brownie skillet um those are my favorite desserts but i feel like you can't cook those wrong like no. you can if you put the ingredients in it doesn't matter how you cook it like it's coming out good yeah whether it's it's gooey or hard it, it all exactly <laughs> yeah it's it's money I think the cast iron is like the biggest thing you need for a kitchen. Is that a pregame uh, meal for you? Maybe like the day before the game? A lot. What? Like the, the skillets? Yeah. Uh, well, I try it. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm a big dessert guy. Like on game day, I need uh, I need a little bit of ice cream. Like during my ice cream or cookie. Like when we have meals set up on the road. Sometimes they don't give us like cookies or ice cream and then just, I have to go down to the lobby and grab my own. But some of the places have like, you got like a, a Sunday buffet kind of thing where you get oh, no. kind of fudges and the sprinkles and everything. Wait, really- they, they have that in the coast? Yeah. A few different places. I think, uh, I think Indy was actually the best set up. They had like ice cream and cookies and then like different kinds of like cake yeah, like, you don't even you don't even touch the pasta. You just go all yeah. ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> but some some places are like that. Some places are not. Some places you get the bare minimum. Like some a bologna PBJs. sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Pasta, but sometimes it's just like pasta and is chicken that looks grilled, but you can tell they just painted the lines on it and it's just rubber. <laughs> You just gave it the black press down and passed yeah. it out. Here we go. You're good to go. And then they, they give you like the off-brand water bottles. <laughs> the off, yeah. It's <laughs> not, not good stuff. But I mean, some places do it great, though. Like, now, getting back into talking about hockey and your pregame meals and everything like that, we talked about a little bit, obviously, in the 
East Coast Hockey League. We'll give it its proper name. Um, you're on sleepers a lot. You got a lot of long road trips. What's uh, what's one of the worst road trips you've ever been on, Hildy? So actually in Kalamazoo, the uh, we take a lot of day trips because we're so close to everybody. So Kalamazoo is probably the best travel I've had. Uh, Indy was pretty good too. Like we didn't go. I mean, we when I was in Kalamazoo last year, we flew to Tulsa. We flew to Athens. Ooh. Um, we even flew home from Kansas City one time, I believe. So, like, if we're going over eight hours, we're flying, and the bus trips aren't bad at all. But uh, when I was in Tulsa, like, we took the bus twenty nine. We went. We went on an eighteen day. Uh, they calculated day, like all bus miles. It was like sixty five hundred mile bus trip between oh. like bus from Quad and Fort Wayne, and then to Rapid City for three, then to Idaho for three, and then back home. And then we were home for a day and a half, and we busted Toledo after that. So it was like the trip like I've never seen, and the bus wasn't ideal. So that was probably the worst one. I you when we came back from Idaho, we left at 10 p.m. and we got in at 5 a.m. the following day. Jesus like Christ! Nine hours. But, wow, I don't know how you survived that. Yeah, I well, I got this. I got an i. I have like my iPad, so mm-hmm. I download Netflix and then I like tape it up on the bunk <laughs> above me, so I'm just like watching it. But like when you're on there for so long, like the bus vibrations, your eyes are like shaking and you're just you get nauseous. But some, I mean, like the bus we take in Kalamazoo is unreal. Like we get Direct TV. Every bunk has their flip down DVD player. Like real nice stuff and. I mean, some guys play video games. Like, they'll bring, like, an Xbox, play NHL, things like that. So, it's, no, that's not bad, but it's. That's not a bad setup there. You get, it sounds like you got a little bit better bus. And I think, uh, I I mean, ideally, Mitch brushes his teeth a little bit more. um, So, you don't have to deal with that as much, right? (laughs) Well, Mitch, apparently, he was a vet, so he didn't have to sleep on the, uh, he didn't have to sleep on the floor. He got his own bunk most of the time, I think. Wow. Making his way up in the world, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, what he see? He spent like four or five years in the American League. So, but I don't know. They used to give it to him because it was his first head job. So they called him a rookie at it. But since he had games in the A, I guess they didn't make him make him sleep on the floor. Well, that's nice. He had a little bit of perk then, eh? Yeah. Well, I mean, you want your equipment manager to be rested, like especially on those bad trips. Like you get in at seven a.m. and you got to make sure your skates. A lot of times we get in pretty late. Uh, the equipment manager and the coaches and trainers will like unload your gear so you don't have to. And then you want to make sure, you know, everything's right and ready to go. You're, you're sleeping most of the day and then going to play again that night. So just make sure everything's ready. That, and then you hope Mitch isn't sleeping on the bench, right? <laughs> yeah. We got those sniffers. Keep them awake. <laughs> just got to keep they, it rolling. They out, I think they outlawed those sniffers. No. Like salts. I remember seeing an article in our locker room that, Apparently they're not allowed to give them to us anymore or something like that. Like the, the, where they were getting them stopped selling something like that. But I don't know. I feel like that's a staple in hockey. Like every bench you look at, it's got 10 guys taking them before periods. Maybe there's going to be a new hockey black market for those little sniffers, huh? Seriously. It'd be hard <laughs> to find. You're going to see guys like you look up to see if the camera's on you, go down and take, take a little rip and then get out there. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Meech. He brought up a little story here. Story here, I guess when you guys were in Fort Wayne, you initially had backed up, and then I guess early in the first, Booter had made the switch. But you were dying for some coffee, so uh, 
I guess you had Mitch go make you a pot of coffee and you were just chugging it, like trying to get going before you had to get back out there. <laughs> we played, where did we play the night before? I don't know. We played somewhere the night before. Um, and then when I'm not playing, I try not to, I try not to like drink my coffee late. Like if I'm playing, I'll probably have two cups of coffee and I'll be up till three or four AM. But yeah. if I'm not, try not to do that. And then, uh, I like looked at me and I was like, Mitch, I need some coffee. So he gave me coffee like at the TV timeout. I'm like skating. Like I just did like a little circle around the ice, not like far, but just at the bench and the guys on the team were dying laughing. I got a cup of coffee in my hand, <laughs> but we do sometimes we do the, uh, the ceremonies before games, like usually early in the year, whether it's an opening night or something like a Jersey retirement, things like that. You're on the ice for 30 minutes before just like, seeing it and i mean obviously you want to be respectful and be out there and watch it but usually i'll bring a cup of coffee out there because if i'm sitting for 30 minutes sometimes they you know need something to get you going again you got to keep the buzz going especially without the salts <laughs> yeah uh, and <laughs> the caffeine addict too i love the i love the coffee i gotta ask a question though with all the caffeine and coffee and as much as you sweat in a game do you ever feel like you get like super dehydrated as you're going into like a third or an ot um, I mean, I do a pretty good job drinking water and like not just drinking water. Uh, we have like a lot of those electrolyte packets that I take quite a bit. And I mean, I have a couple different supplements that are like long lasting energy with a lot of electrolytes in them as well. So I take my fair share of those things to just make sure that doesn't happen. But I mean, yeah, I've definitely, you get late in the game, especially in those, some of the buildings are pretty warm too. Like you're playing in those warm buildings and like you get in the third period and everything's just drenched. And start to feel it but no i completely understand you got to run the uh the null special you drop a, a five hour inside a gatorade and you got everything you need right there gosh some some guys take <laughs> guys take like a five hour like i don't know a bunch of different stuff and i'd be shaking like i, I don't think i'd be able to hold a stick <laughs> yeah i i don't I don't know how guys go through it or you see the guys that are ripping like three scoops uh, pre-workout before they jump on and they're, they're like this and you just know their heart's beating out of their chest. What's the, what's like the allergy pills that they're not allowed to take anymore? It's like the red ones. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, it's, it's like clears up your breathing. It's supposed to help you breathe better. They used to be really like, like Allegra. No, I don't know. They're not allowed to take them anymore. Sometimes you can like test positive for, different substances if you take them so i don't think you can get them over the counter anymore but i remember i don't know 10 years ago guys used to love those things what would would it get them like going is it like perk you up yeah I, well it's supposed to like clear out your nostrils so if you're like stuffed up you can breathe better but i think it like oh. gave you a little boost as well i'm not sure what they're called though i think one of the nhl players tested positive for it at like the olympics or something um it's a, it's a tough spot to get caught in i remember that Sudafed. Is it Sudafed? Maybe it's not Sudafed. I don't remember. It's something like that. But yeah, the guys used to love those things too. You went to Allen right out of Michigan State, right? Yep. Yeah, I uh, went right after my senior year. I was around for about a week and then uh, headed out. Now, when you got to Allen, what was it like playing hockey in the South like that? That was the worst like uh, dehydration I've ever had. Um I remember, especially in the beginning, it was like, I didn't realize it at first, like how dry, dry it is there. Mm -hmm. So like you wake up in the morning, some mornings and your mouth is just like, I don't know, incredibly dry. Like you're just, 
any any kind of water. And then the other goalie on the team, Riley Gill, uh, he's an older guy. He's won quite a few championships, and uh, he would he would drink Pedialyte on the bench, and I'd never seen that before, and I didn't get why he was doing that. But then, you know, it, it kind of hit me, and it was I don't know. I started doing that as well. Like you sweat so much down there. Huh. That's interesting because when I think of Pedialyte, I think about their new push to get adults to drink it just to uh, cure hangovers now. Yeah, yeah, that does. Hangovers were worse down there for sure. (laughs) It's a multi purpose drink. It's good for babies, (laughs) adults. You know, you got a hangover, rip one down. Not a big deal. (laughs) Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to get her done. Now, back in the day, you played at the beautiful school of Michigan State University. Go green. Now, go. I uh, I got a little hint from somebody that you had played with at one point that, well, there for the background for the listeners, there's a pizza place that used to be called Goombas. It doesn't exist anymore, but I found out that Jake is no longer allowed at Goombas. What uh, what happened here, Jake? Uh, a lot of alleged stories happen from like every like I just went in the back. Apparently, it was it was after I'd won the All American. Uh, I've got the news that day. I got first team all American. So I was celebrating pretty hard, especially at college. So you can imagine what that was like. And then, um, after the bar, I just, we would go in there. We'd usually have a little bit of fun with the people there, but apparently I was in the back with the people and I don't know, I did, I wasn't wanted making pizzas. It was pretty, <laughs> pretty unwanted. I, yeah, I this is all allegedly thing. I'm not really sure. But yeah, no, they, uh, I called, I called the next day They is Jake and I, I, I was my pizza and they says it's Jake. And I was like, yes. And, uh, they were like, yeah, you're not allowed back here. And I was like, well, what do you mean? It's like Jake with a long hair in the backwards hat that always comes in here. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you're allowed back here again. <laughs> I, just, I was just like other people order it for me and I'd give them my card to go pay and they would look down at it and they would just, nope. It was that serious. Yeah, yeah, apparently. I, they must have had a picture of you, like a mug shot of you up on uh, on the wall saying, don't serve this guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. We, I used to love that place. Well, they, they went out of business because they lost their most loyal customers. So. And that's what happens. You were the staple. You were the foundation of Goomba's Pizza. I, I, like, to, I like to think so. <laughs> you were just trying to help them out, make some pizzas. Yeah, I, I was I'll make pizzas for some other people and give back, but I guess they didn't want it. <laughs> so it's safe to say though, uh, your pizza making career is probably toast, not huh, Hildy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm a cottage in guy now anyways. So the stagger home special. Stagger. Home. <laughs> I'll have to send that to George. I'll clip it. Now, uh, with that being actually, Ev, like while, while we're on that topic, we usually do the coffee question, but I'm curious about pizza. What's the, your guys' favorite pizza? So with that being said, we'll get a little more elaborate. I don't think Pitt has a pizza place, but would you rather get Cottage Inn? Oh, I know. <laughs> I might know the answer to this one. Cottage Inn, a Little Caesars, a little hot and sweaty, a Jets, or a Domino's, and then, you know, we'll throw Papa John's in the mix. What's your favorite pizza place out of all those? Honestly, I like... I just think back to Jets after game. We used to get, like, pizzas, like, I don't know, <laughs> pizzas from jets after games at msu and like i would always just i'd be the last one out of the locker room there's usually i don't know three or four left and i would just snag one and well saturday saturday nights too you'd snag a couple just because you'd rush into 
get out with the boys and then you're coming home at 2 a.m. You got a three Jets pizzas there. It's pretty nice. <laughs> It's a nice little surprise to come home to. See, you yeah. caught me by surprise, though, Hildy. I thought you were a big uh, five-dollar uh, hot and sweaty guy. Oh, well, I I am, but it's just it's the convenience. What's the the extra? It's the extra most bestest. They pepperoni, double the double cheese on there. Yeah, that was that's my usually Sunday ritual. Um, but and it's only a dollar more. Like, talk about value. Like, if I'm a salesman, this is the easiest sell I've ever made. You're losing money if you don't get it. You're losing money. You're crazy. It's like not taking a, a stock tip. Come on. Yeah. Now, with that being said, Hildy, have you ever gotten it with the crazy bread mix where they throw butter and the parm on top of that too? Um, On the whole pizza or just the crust? No, I've like it. the whole pizza, oh. like heart attack city. I've gotten it on the crust before, which my buddy was explaining. He's like, you got to do the crust. And that was, that was good. I've never gotten it on the whole pizza, I don't think. Oh man, you want to talk about feeling like you're like on your last couple hours there? You have one of those, you crush a half of that, and you'll be laying on the couch like, oh, just put me out of my misery, please. <laughs> you're done. You're done for. That's it. It's a wrap. It's toast. Um, now we got in a, a little bit. That was your all-American year when you uh, unfortunately were no longer allegedly to purchase pizza from Goombas. But I also heard in that same year which I wanted to ask if this is a tradition now for you, but apparently some player in the locker room took some liberties with your pads and drew maybe a phallus on the back of one of your leg pads. Is that, is this true? Yeah. Yeah. He did. Well, it was, I attacked him first and then he did that. Yeah. Now with the pads brand new is the question. Uh, no, they, I mean like they were, I'd had them for a little bit and which I think it did hurt the resale value, but I just had to scribble it up. <laughs> i was i was the one that initiated that and uh he came back i just drew something on his skates i think it was the skates uh yeah he, he back at me with the pad thing which yeah, i don't know it was kind of it was pretty funny now does that did that drawing aid you and inspire you to have that year that you had and go to the all-american year <laughs> i don't know if it was just that but uh, we had a pretty good dynamic I sat, next, I sat next to the same guy like all years of college. Oh, that was kind of when you get used to sitting next to the same people. Creates a com comfort level. Yeah, absolutely. I'd start, start drawing that every year on your pads. I, I might have to do it next. <laughs> that was going to be the next thing. Like, am I going to have to start drawing that before I send your stuff out the door? I got, I got those pads right there. Maybe I'll have to do it on those. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, you got to let us know. We'll yeah, see how the year goes for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll blur it out and send it to you. Yeah, you're just gonna you're gonna gonna end up sending records in the coast and just tear yeah. it up and get your call up. <laughs> That's all yeah. it took. That's all yeah. it took. And now shout out Nate Dog, Nate Phillips, one of the uh, best number threes I've ever met in my life. He he gave me another good story. I he told me you're a bit of a bargain guy. You know, you when you see a deal, you capitalize on it, just like the uh, the extras on the the little Caesars hot and ready. But I guess this is, might have been your guys' fresh, if this was his freshman year, but it was definitely yours. You guys are on the road trip. You know, Will Yannickeff's supposed to start. You guys go to the gas station pregame and you saw a deal, buy one, get one free, family size Doritos. Like, great deal, right? Buy one, get one free. They're family size. There's plenty for me to start the day, plenty for me to end the day. I got a great snack. I got two of them. No big deal. Well, you know, Will Yannickeff goes in. Gets yanked early in the first, and uh, guess who had to go in and fill in for him? Jake Hildebrand. 
on a stomach full of uh, Doritos. How did that game go for you? Honestly, I don't. <laughs> it. I think I remember. I think it was the Minnesota game. Yeah. I, yep. It was a Minnesota game. Um, back then, my stomach was like a steel trap. I think I could put any <laughs> candy bars before games. I loved it. And now that I can't do that anymore. Um, as I, but like a Snickers in a or game, and like that was my thing. It was like Snickers Reese's with my coffee, and I'd go play a hockey game and feel great. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I, the Doritos had no harm to my stomach. It was just I, like I, any other game, right? Yeah, it was just like any other game. I think I gave up. We were playing against Minnesota, which their team on well, they had like Bukestad, Kyle Rao. Um, I think Augustin uh, was on the team at the defense, and they had like they were just loaded. They, I think they were number one in the country when we went up there. I gave up one. Uh, I think it was Shea Brady Shea that scored on a one timer, and I'm pretty sure my D men just like this guy got all of it, and I never saw it. I just heard it go bar down and I turned around and pulled the puck out of the net. 10,000 people were screaming ski you ma or whatever they scream in Minnesota. <laughs> play, that place is a sick place to play. Um, back, back then they sold it out and their student section was unreal. Like that was one of the best places you could play in, in college hockey. I'd have to say. Now with that being said, you had some electric games at Michigan state against Michigan. Like I remember being there for some of those where, they said it was packed and standing room was full. Like how crazy it was it playing at Munn in front of a packed stadium? Well, my first game I ever played against Michigan was when which the the attendance record at MSU. I think we had seventy two hundred people in the building and it only fit like sixty four. And we won seven two, I wanna say. Um, Smoked them. Smell you later. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Uh-oh. It was unbelievable. Like the place was electric. Uh, I think I had family in town for the game, honestly. So that was pretty cool that they got to say, I think it was like my third or fourth game that I ever played for Michigan state. So, um, I mean, to be a part of that and you see the attendance record up there and you're like, I was at that game. I played in that game. We won the rock Michigan seven, two. I don't know. That's a pretty cool memory. I have not a big deal. Smell you later. Wolverines. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then my last one from Nate dog. You know, I know the guys used to frequent crunchies on a nice little Sunday there, but uh, he, he said he, he doesn't have any complaints. He wouldn't do anything differently. But on Mondays, for some reason, you didn't want to skate as much and he had to pick up a little bit of the slack. What was that about? Um, <laughs> Mondays. <laughs> well, early, early in the week. <laughs> early, you know, I don't know. You get your shots that you need and you're, you're working out early in the week too. So your body yeah. doesn't feel, that's probably why the body wasn't feeling as good as it, as it could have. Um, yeah, yeah there's those Mondays practice. We had a pretty good rotation with the goalies, get in, get in, get out quick and just get the sweat you needed. <laughs> you, you don't want to work too hard at the beginning of the week. Cause by time comes Friday, Saturday, you don't want to be burnt out. Right. Well, yeah. And I mean the crunch crunchies, I don't know. It was like a, a big thing with our team we had probably a good good 10 group or group of 10 guys there that uh every sunday we were like i don't know it was our place you watched a lot of football sat there they had some pretty good they had a good pizza special and other good specials so it was kind of our our guy thing but it was uh i don't know it was some of my best memories in msu or crunchies well whoa, 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 whoa let's not not let's not leave out rick's rick's cafe in east lansing right yeah now, did you know about the Stanley Cup party that happened there with Hootie and the Blowfish and Tiger? 
I did. I did hear about that. Um, I believe it was Danton Coles. Um, yeah. Stanley Cup. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I mean, I've heard it through the grapevine that it was they had the Stanley Cup party, uh, Tiger Woods and Hootie and the Blowfish was there. And, uh, I mean, that's pretty, pretty wild, pretty wild group of people all in one place. And I think that was before like Hootie was big. Yeah. He was before yeah. Tiger was big. Yeah. Ty, well, <laughs> yeah. Him too. But it is, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure a, a few of those Stanley Cup parties at, at Michigan State have been, had some pretty wild people there, I bet. Absolutely. And to think of it at the establishment that is Rick's American Cafe, like, is there any other place to do it? No. If I'm going to have a Stanley Cup party, that's where I'm going. Rick's was a, Rick's was a blast. It was an interesting place. So if anyone's ever, uh, you know, doing a little college uh, hockey road trip and you're visiting all the arenas, make sure you check out Rick's American Cafe. We would also like the sponsorship so you can just forward those dollars to Between Two Posts. So thanks for that. <laughs> I wanted to. I got a little inside. Tip. We're like we're we're like the coast of podcasts. Ev. Yeah, we're, that's basically us. Get your get your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every cent every cent helps, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I reached out to your sister. I know you guys are pretty close. I've seen her on the Instagram and everything. And I just wanted some, you know, maybe some childhood stories about you and what you guys got into. But uh, she mentioned um, you got your feet destroyed playing mary poppins in the house yeah i i did some damage when i was i was young um what i had to be like three or four years old oh uh, wow <laughs> I, I, yeah i think she was like six and i was probably four somewhere around that age and we had this like balcony um mary poppins was like my movie when i was younger my parents like they needed me being an idiot they'd put on mary poppins and i would be dialed in and apparently it got f- floating umbrella. I don't know. I really don't remember the, the movie too much right now, but they, they got like floating umbrellas in there. So I thought that was a thing. And the balcony's like pretty high too. Like it's not like, like I got to say, it's probably like 15 feet, 20 feet. Oh my God. <laughs> I like, I jumped off this and like, I couldn't walk for, I don't know, quite a, quite a long time. And I did like, they went and, I damaged like the growth plate in my foot or something. So <laughs> there was my, my feet were like two and a half sizes. Like when my parents would buy me shoes, I had to get like two, two and a half size, like different shoes. Like it was. Oh no. It, it, it all still went. In a, still in a junior skate. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she go first too. She was a little devil. She was a lot. When we were younger, she was like eight inches taller than me. Like she used to toss me around. Wow. So did she really bully you into the person you've become today? I, I, I'd have to say so. She shattered. I think the last, <laughs> the last mean thing she ever did to me, I got this gumball machine, like at the secret Santa, like I was in, I don't know, like first grade, second grade or something. Like I was still pretty young and she, I got a gumball machine, like one of those mini gumball machines. And she just walked into my room and shattered and gumballs went everywhere. Like she, she used to torment me. <laughs> she was just having a bad day and says, you know what? Jake can't be yeah, happy yeah. either. Forget it. Like, like I did something wrong. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, now, if you follow Jake, if you're friends with Jake, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Jake is, you gotta, you gotta follow him on Instagram. But occasionally I've seen Hilde, you like to go to the karaoke, you know, spots and you have a certain song you like to sing. Um, fast. fast car, right? 
fast car tracy chapman that's my coach where where did the love for fast car by tracy chapman come from i really don't know we had like uh i would always put it when we were sitting there listening to music like whether we're i don't know out doing whatever i would always play fast car and then that was kind of my go-to karaoke song whenever we were at crunchies and things like that and i don't know it kind of just it just stuck and there was uh who played sprag the jerry sprag jeremy sprag and uh he he would play music on sunday at crunchies so i would ask him nicely over and over to play fast car and he refused to do it so it just kind of became like the you know like play Freebird. it was like that our rendition was like play fast car and the guy would not do it so that that's kind of how it you know got started and it just four years later five years later like we still bring it up all the time so with that being said if that is your song and you've been singing it for four years could you take it to like american idol or america's got talent and do you think you would move on or do you think you would get shut down right away i I, i'm not very yeah i gotta ask real quick like i'm not good but so more into that um one it's jerry Craig played at crunchy jeremy the younger son played at uh rick's and then he would play tuesday nights in kalamazoo and he's very open like welcoming open to me singing with him fast car so whenever he's on stage sometimes he'll invite me there and i'll get to i'll get to play fast car with him and he's a little bit more fun the old the older man he doesn't doesn't dabble with the fast car yeah he doesn't don't 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 mess with my show man this is my show yeah. this isn't the jake hildebrand show this is my show the sprag show get off the yeah. stage <clears throat> well i mean maybe you and uh you and milzy can link up and you guys can do music together he's big on the guitar you know he can put together a little tune there you guys can do a little fast car rendition at rick's one day I try, I try to learn how to play, uh, I try to learn how to play guitar the one summer and it's hard. Like it took a while. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely not easy. There's a lot of oh. coordination that goes. Into oh. It. oh, it was tough. My fingers were like cracking, like the string. Oh, you got to build up those calluses. Yeah. It's definitely a different type of muscle there and a lot of different coordination. Now, um, I want, I should have asked this before. So this is just me not being good at what I do. Cause we are the East coast of podcasts, but <laughs> When we're talking about hot and ready, Sildy, how many do you think you could eat and how fast? If we were to put like $1,000 on the line and you had, we'll, we'll, we'll say 30 minutes, how many hot and readies do you think you could finish? I, I mean, and we'll serve them up how you like. We'll, we'll give you the extra pepperoni and cheese if you want, or we can just give you the original $5. I could probably do it. Like, I don't think I could finish two full ones. I think I could do like a pizza and a half. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. I maybe in my maybe in my heyday i could have done two ones not anymore not anymore so if we caught you junior year of college and we said hey here's <laughs> oh. here's a couple hundred bucks if you eat two of these you think you'd crush it college you're eating and work or you're working out skating like your practices are two and a half hours all week long besides thursday and you're working out you're so strong and you could eat as many calories a day and it's fine but now it's you got to watch what you're doing <laughs> Yeah, as you get up in age, those that that age gets higher and higher. You gotta really, really watch what you eat because it'll pack on quickly, huh? Metabolism slows down. It's a real thing. With that being said, though, what's one of the worst things you ate that like from cafeteria food from college? I I hated all cafeteria food. That was 
my biggest thing my freshman year, like I lost a lot of weight during the season because I did not like the cafeteria food. I don't know why. What it was like. I I lived by Case, so I ate at Case Cafe most of the time, and it just it wasn't me. And well, what, and then like I think that's why I started getting into cooking so much because I hated the cafeteria food. So I like started cooking my own stuff, and then that's where like I don't know started to enjoy. It. Yeah, absolutely. You got your little hot plate in your dorm room and you're just cooking up ramen noodles and then you're throwing like maybe an egg in there and then you're just kind of mixing it up from there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the ramen noodles. <laughs> uh, yeah, the college. But I mean, like, it was nice. They uh, they really took care of us in Michigan State. Like, uh, we had dinner catered most or, most of the um, – most days after practice, we'd have dinner catered there. So, like – and you're eating pretty good, too. Like, you're eating uh, – I don't know, all like the nice – Around town, I think the names are forgetting, but we we would eat pretty good there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty impressive too where the program's going today with Danton at the helm. Um, it's exciting to see the turnaround. I hear the imp- like, well, obviously we're in a weird time now, but I, I, from what I understand, the renovations are you know green light. They're going to start rebuilding and you know doing those renditions to Mun. Is that right? Yeah, it's our, it was supposed to be done for the start in this upcoming season, but they had to stop for eight weeks. Um, I just got an email about it today, actually. They had to stop for eight weeks due to the construction stop with everything in Michigan, and um, they're just waiting. I think that took a toll on their donations as well with everything uh, economically going on, so they're not getting the money they'd hoped for. But uh, just in this time, I, I know they, they were supposed to be done for this upcoming year. Um, they sent us a picture of it and they posted a picture of it. It looks pretty good so far, but it's, it's exciting. Um, you know, all the big 10 schools like to, to keep up with the Minnesotas and the Penn States and things like that. Like they need the the new arena and the new locker rooms. And once they get that, I think that's going to really help with recruiting. And I mean, you saw what they've done the last couple of years and still producing NHL players, but, um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be able to take them to the next level. Yeah, I'm excited for this next season after what they had done last year. It's like, man, they could really keep building, and the coaching staff there really has it figured out. And I think that's the big difference. You brought in Danton Cole, and it's like the guy's got passion for, you know, Michigan State. He bleeds green, like literally, right? Yeah, absolutely. That'll be Um, exciting. And who was it? They had two guys sign NHL deals, and then Lethemann had the season that he had, which was awesome to see that. And I think he's kind of waiting to see what happens with everything, which – it's going to be tough for a lot of first year pros this year. They're going to have to wait till December, whatever it is for the NHL. So, yeah, it'll be interesting the way things shake out, but hopefully, you know, goalie nation left will find a nice little spot there and get his pro start. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he'll, he'll get a great opportunity somewhere. Now, last guy, we can't forget him. Kind of really helped birth your game. We went through it a lot last time and I kind of overlooked it today, unfortunately, but Shane Clifford, Total beauty. What's your favorite Cliffy story? Oh, I, I honestly, like, I, I don't think there's one. I just, I loved working with Cliffy. He's kind of taught me everything I knew, like everything I knew technically about being a goalie um, from when I was seven till I called him the other day and what's up dog. And <laughs> that, you know how it is. And Cliff dog, Cliff dog. Everybody knows him as the dog. So, but yeah, it's unbelievable to work with him and he creates like an environment where I don't know, a lot of us were able to succeed and move on and, you know, kind of create careers out of being a goalie, which I mean, what he produced like 10 D1 goalies within like five years of 
the same birth year, which is pretty crazy coming out of Pittsburgh. So, and you know, we're, <laughs> it was a, do you know, Steve Perry? Yeah. Yep. But, so pair dog got married last summer it was. And, uh, Oh yeah. 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 You should have seen the table. I, I think I got a picture of it on my Instagram or something, but it was like seven or eight of us. Oh no. We're up together playing. And then there was Cliffy too. So it was a, it was a pretty fun wedding. Yeah, it was a, weddings are a good time, but it, it, it a blast. He had quite a few hockey players there. And, it's a wedding for Goalie Nation, that's for sure, huh? Yeah, oh yeah. Now, um, before we wrap up here, Hildy, I know you, where are things at with the, the camp for the summer? Is everything kind of pushed back for you guys, you and... Uh, um, I actually just Phil? started, things have been great lately. Um, I just started doing lessons again. There's, there's a couple rinks open um in toledo ohio which is only an hour away from me and then we're waiting for the the go-ahead hopefully within the next week in uh, most of the places that i give lessons at in michigan and i'm trying to talk to the rink guy it's it's supposed to be august 10th through the 14th and there's what we want to do with the camp um myself phil Osaire, uh we're kind of doing it together and then we'll have guys like joel martin things there so i, I think the the group of instructors is really exciting because there's a lot of a lot of years pro between it between the guys and um but if if we can't do it how we want with the regulations and rules and everything like that um i think we're going to try and mix it up as opposed to having say 30 goalies on the ice at one time maybe we'll mix it up into 12 groups of 12 with it would be 12 goalies, four coaches, four shooters, and that would get us to our 20 that we'd be allowed to have on the ice if things don't change. So, um, And then we'd have like our, our off-ice workouts and our video video sessions and things like that. So we're kind of planning for both. So regardless of what happens, it will go on. But ideally, I'd like to have the normal camp where you have the, the session of 30 goalies and you have the 12 coaches on the ice and kind of get after things in that sense. But if not, then – you know, we got to play with the cards we're dealt, I guess. For sure. Where would that be at? Would it be out uh, near Keizu or would you guys do it at USA with uh, Phil or where are things going to be located? Uh, it's going to be in Jackson, Michigan. Um, Optimist Ice Arena. It's kind of the most – so I, I do my lessons. Obviously, I play in Kalamazoo and then I give lessons in East Lansing and I have some uh, Metro Detroit guys as well. So Jackson seems to be the most centrally located area for everybody and I do I, – I was uh, the – I went Jay High. I was their goalie coach this year, and I worked with the Jaha program as well. So I quite a few goalies there, and I mean, it, it seems to be the best area. So now, uh, with it being in Jackson, the home of Nate Phillips, is he going to be on the ice uh, with you guys? I don't know. I actually, I, I forgot he was he was from there. I know he's not around there, but you know, if he's not doing anything that week, I'll probably have him out there. We got to get him going. We'll get all the boys back together, huh? Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that roster is pretty sweet. You got Phil Osara, who's currently working for an NHL team. You got uh, Joel Martin, who had played in Kalamazoo for a long, long time, had a very, very, very prestigious career there, and now is the assist assistant coach, correct? Yep, yep. He's the assistant coach. I mean, slash goalie coach. We're out there every day mm -hmm. before practice, which is pretty cool. And then we got uh, Jake Hildebrand heading it up. So be sure to look out for that information. And uh, Jake, it's uh, Hildy. It's a pleasure, man. Um, be safe. We can't wait to see what happens coming this fall and then keep us posted about the uh, camp and we'll be sure to get that info out. All right. Awesome. Sweet. Hildy, have a going, man. See ya. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
And uh, another big shout out. Thanks, Jake, for hopping on a second time between two posts, and uh, getting in the crease with us. The guy's an unreal beauty. Beautiful stories. He's had uh, quite the collegiate career, and we can't wait to see what he does pro moving forward. Yeah, some beautiful gear too. Those iceberg graphics. And, and the best, uh, the best part about him was he always said he was a like he wore Reebok through uh, junior and college. But once we started talking and he wanted to switch, he's like, "Dude, I've always loved the icebergs. I gotta have it." Yeah, they they came out pretty sweet, and uh, I I think those colors just make it sick too. Navy and red are it's just a classic. Like, it's I don't know, cl- it's classic. Pers- maybe it's, it's personal personal opinion of mine. Okay. Yeah, probably. Nobody else likes navy and red. Nobody else in the world. No, no. I'm just saying, like, from no, an art, from an artistic perspective, the, like, you know, the whole there's like, kind of stuff you learn in art class about like what colors are like complementary colors and stuff. Yes, yeah, CMYK like, RGB. I know all about that. Okay, I just feel like navy and red in hockey just looks sick. So it's clean. It's crisp. You know, a lot of teams using it, sound. you know, Rangers, Capitals. How, how about pa- uh, Panthers kind of mixed it in? How about three of the new teams in the NA? Three of the, I think three of the new teams. So three out of three, all are orange and black. Danbury Hatricks, yeah. uh, Wichita Falls Warriors, and the El Paso Rhinos. So it's kind of funny that you bring that up real quick because what a null move. To add a team, the two places they brought a team from, actually th- all three are pretty null. First one, they're they're named after a Fed team. Like they're the junior Hattricks named after a, a federal hockey league team. That's pretty <laughs> null. <laughs> that's, that's pretty insane to think about. Second team, we got El Paso uh, from the Dub S. I'm kind of interested to see how this works out because – from what I understand, they're a disgustingly good dub S team. Yeah, but come on, so, man. Like, let's be real. The NA versus the dub S. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyways, that's that. And then the third team is a like three time discontinued null team. So, <laughs> <laughs> another shout out, Evan Moyes. He was there before they shut down when he was making Easton. Uh, Easton oh, so he was so he was there for the original. Wichita team and then they left the Wichita Falls Wildcats when John LaFontaine was the coach great guy to talk to when he was ordering sticks too okay and that was like you know once every every couple three months maybe so and this this is could be wrong but I'm pretty sure the team before that they were like the Wichita Killer Bees or something no that was Rio Grande Valley Killer Bees oh okay RGB Killer Bees yeah there's a there's a lot come there going the new Wichita team, are they, what, what's the name? The Warriors. The Warriors, okay. That's a pretty cool name. But yeah, yeah. they're all orange and black, so they could have got a little more creative. Maybe they should have called you the Artiste. I know. No, they, they. I don't know who the Null is calling to come up with their names. They probably go to like like a mental institute or something. And, <laughs> dude, just look at it. We have, who do we have? Mudbugs? Minotauros. Yeah, that, no, that was the it was a CHL team. Minot, I think, was a CHL team. A lot of those teams were old, like Central Hockey League teams. That's yeah, why those arenas yeah. were there. So that's why they bring the teams back. But that's fair. That's it's fair. the Wild West. Well, I know North America. Amarillo Bulls used to be like the Gorillas in the CHL or something. So, but yeah, 
shout out to all the listeners. If you're still listening, we love you. Give us a little subscription, maybe a five-star rating. Drop us a comment or a DM. Uh, let us know who you want to hear from. We'll uh, we'll go out and search them. And then yeah, uh, lastly, down. give us the follow. So, uh, Kyle, I'll see you soon. Take it easy. See you next week. Adios.